Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. All right, getting going here. Thank you very much, everyone who's joining us today. My name is Adam Penna, and I'm here to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. And wow, excited today to have probably familiar face to a lot of people. If not, somehow we can maybe call him the POTUS, but it's not the U.S. It's the president of a mug, which is actually a mug, which is actually the additive manufacturer user group. So wonderful to have also the president of, of Metal Flow here, Carl Decker. Carl, welcome. Adam, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, really, really an exciting way to try and take advantage of, of the fact that we're all not traveling much anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this whole season has been wild. Obviously, it's our trade show season right now. And, and uh, it all was kicking off with, you know, the additive manufacturer user group, obviously, in the, in the beginning of, of everything. And, and I remember at that moment, when things started being questionable, the feeling of, oh, really, you know, oh, boy. So, I mean, uh, you know, Gosh, just to back it up, you know, just the, I'm, I'm beyond humbled because there's people in this industry that obviously are consulting for, for years and getting into things. Even in the last 10 years, have a lot of great experience. You've been educating the industry now for 30 years at MetalFlow and, and working with people to understand, you know, what the benefits are of 3D printing. And, uh, you know, that's, that in itself is uh, just really amazing that you have, you know, that much experience to bring to the table, but you're very generous with it. You know, I know everything that I've had, uh, any interaction with the team is a very humbled and consultative approach of, of, of making people understand where the benefits are and what they can do with it. So thank you for that in general. And so it's, it's super nice to have you here. My pleasure. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that that's the the way that you're uh, picking it up. That because that's the way it's intended. Uh, good, good. Yeah. You, you know, it is. It's a lot. I mean, uh, there's a lot going on with service and education. And I mean, you even started out in casting in the late '80s, uh, getting things going on that side of it. So there's there's just so much that happens inside of the 3D printing realm, and everyone's pushing towards production. But you've been actually helping people get there and showing them the difference between you know what 3D printing is and 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 uh, taking it into the production phase if it's needed. Sometimes it's not needed and they have to make an educated guess on when and, or not to do that. So uh, yeah, that's that's an excellent spot to be in, you know, and I know you've also been helping out with standards over the years and getting things set up because a lot of the conversations I have with people, that's one of the biggest gripes is like, you know, it'd be great when they standardize things more so things could be set up. Mm -hmm. And I see that happening now, but, uh, you know, it takes the people that have been around and see the standards and know what needs to be changed to help everyone out there. So, again, that's a, that's a great thing to be involved in. So, I know we started out with the, talking about AMUG there. Um, what was that like at that time? You know, this has been an interesting year for everybody, but leading up to that, the changes, you did some great things. I saw the Dino Awards, you know, the, 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 we're on, uh, you know, video this year. But so what was that like? Well, very tenuous. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, we had never, it's the first time in the entire existence of the users group that it's ever had to be postponed. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yep. you know, what were we dealing with? Was it, was it a flu? Was it a major pandemic? It was still kind of new at that point. And we, we knew that there was something, we saw cases rising, but it was challenging to go through and try and, and find out what's the right thing to do. I mean, it's easy to look back now and say, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. we did the right thing. But at the time, it's a major event. 
Uh, a lot of people from all over the world want to come there. Uh, it's a great opportunity to interact. It's a tremendous learning experience for everybody. And there had been all this work put in by so many volunteers. Mm. Yeah. It was, a, it was a challenge. Yeah. A lot of work was already put in leading up to that moment because that all happened right at the, you know, it was, a, it was pretty much a week before, I think, right, that things were really called. At the, it, was, it was very last minute, you know. We yeah. were we were trying trying to do our fiduciary duty of protecting the users, no. yeah. funds and everything like that. So we had a set time that we need to take action before contracts were invoked. And fortunately, we we did it in time, and we were able to manage as best we could everything that happened. Um, it's again, it's a whole new world. It is. Um, uh, fortunately, we've we've managed to try and do some things, like you mentioned the uh, uh, the Dino Awards. Excellent job the team did. Yes, uh, excellent. Watch that; it was wonderful. Uh, they, they wanted to keep everything with the A mug quality mm. that everybody's become so accustomed to. Um, so they they put a lot of work into it, uh, a lot of effort, and really did an amazing job. I think uh, pulling it together, and and it was it was really cool. Uh, yeah, I agree. It was. It was nice. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's good. We at least had that come out of it. But yeah, there are a lot of uh, obviously uh, restructuring and trying to do things the, the right way when there's no precedence on how the right way is supposed <laughs> to be in, in something like that. So yeah, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, wonderful job pulling through it with things. But it obviously there was a lot of uh, ouch for everybody there and uh, looking forward to when we all can meet again, because it is such a pleasure to see people, uh, you know, that are working so hard and making things happen in one place. So that's uh, everyone I talk to misses that meeting. So looking forward to making it happen in the future. And uh, it'll it remains to be seen, of course, how those uh, policies and procedures will will kind of play out over the next year. But uh, looking forward to that day, you know, it'll 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 happen. So so but uh, we are, too. There's a lot of effort already underway to to make it happen. And uh, again, there's I think there's one thing we've learned with all this, and that is. Virtual does not replace uh, uh, physical and in-person. That's so. for sure. Yeah, yeah. At least we're knocking down a few more barriers, you know, and the virtual world that needed to be overcome for connections. You know, the flip side, like we're always saying, you stay positive, right? You know, there's been a lot more conversations. People are opening up their video cameras where they are now. And, and uh, I think I've seen people just talking more and there's been a lot more partnerships and things happening. But yeah. You know, there could be more with the uh, the meetings in yeah. person, but at least it's a little supplement for now. Um, you know, and, and then when the other side of it comes back, we'll be that much stronger on the virtual meetings. You know, it's a, there's a lot of great things happening there that I think will definitely carry over. However, I can't wait to shake the hands and say hello face to face and talk to the the customers, prospects, and colleagues that way. It is such an important part of of uh, the community. You know, community activity yeah. and being together and making things happen a little more in person. So. Uh, well, all right. A lot of communication. Yeah. yeah. A lot of communication that is that is nonverbal. Yep. That helps. It yeah. helps communicate the message and uh, and helps it get understood. Right. So, um, yeah. That's, yeah, a lot of good vetting happens at those shows also. Like they, you know, they look, you see a machine, you'll be able to talk to a person, look at, you know, talk about materials right in front of what's happening with a certain company and understand the differences between the two or three or four or whoever you're looking at. Uh, those type of things are invaluable in one spot. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't wait till we can get back to that. Yep.
Yep. So. Well, well, good. Um, you know, I know that, uh, you know, you've been doing a lot there, obviously. How's, how has things been going at Metalflow over, over the last few months? Uh, well, we had some pretty weird times. <laughs> um, well, we yeah. ended up... Uh, we, we were trying to follow the governor's orders and, and doing you're, you're in Chicago, to, of course, right? Uh, Chicago area yes. up in Illinois. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we, we obviously, we had to take all non-essential personnel and non-critical personnel. Um, and then we went through and were very careful about who we kept on and tried to build a very small strategic team and of course, we had our, our customers sending us letters saying, no, you are essential. You have to stay in production and we need our parts. Um, so we had uh, a few government contracts and things that, that we had to keep a core group here doing. And then obviously, that core group had some ability to, to meet some of the other needs and, and other demands. And as, as we've gotten definition of what the stages are and, and how to get through them. We've been able to bring back a lot of, uh, a lot of the people. Um, we still have maybe a couple that haven't come back. We've got a couple of others that have been added. So, um, I mean, in all sincerity, yeah. we're moving forward. We're, we're adopt or, or adapting and adopting new ways to approach things, uh, looking at different uh, opportunities by which to help our customers. Um, and seeing what we can do to expand out because we still see a lot of them are working remote mm. or maybe they can come into the office once or twice, but it's not the same. So sure. there's additional needs that they have. We've expanded some of our offering to help help take care of that and help facilitate their needs uh, while at the same time still taking care of a lot of our others. Um, and we're just like everybody else. We're trying to understand really what does all this mean where's it going and what's what's the next step yeah. how do we how do we prepare to make sure that we're there when our clients need us mm. um and not oh well yeah we'd like to get that to you but it's going to take an extra two weeks because we're busy mm. you know that big so, deal um yeah. it, it's well and you know that's that's the day-to-day -day managing the business type stuff and, and how you keep going. And now obviously you throw on all the other stuff of how do you keep people safe? How do you, how do you manage any sort of funding yep. opportunities or things? And it's, so what looked like it was going to be a great time to be able to catch up on a lot of things that were lagging. didn't quite happen. Yeah. <laughs> we just got extra hours. <laughs> yeah. And so as, as far as that goes, is it, have you seen a different type of work workload? Were you involved in any of the, the supplemental, the, the, the PPE or any of the, the stuff that was happening in the mid uh, midterm or has it been a consistent flow of, of work? How, how, have th how have things looked at this time? Um, we've seen some deviation in the demand levels. Okay. Um, and some of that has returned back to normal. Some of it's starting to um, some of it was, was higher than expected because it was just different contracts that weren't affected by things. Uh, we did go through and uh, file all the applications we could, see what sort of additional yeah. aid, because we didn't know what was coming. We didn't know how to prepare for it uh, sure. and how to take care of everything. Um, so we were fortunate with a number of those, uh, a number of those things, and that's, that's helped us uh, continue to, as, as it seems like the key word is today, is pivot. Mm -hmm. uh, to to move into a, the where we're going to have to be in the future, but uh, you know it seems like no matter what you do, um, the stuff I did when I started in this industry, 
Some of it still happens. A lot of it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it's constantly reinventing and moving around and seeing what you can do to uh, to meet the needs of the customers and and to be able to to make sure that 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 their focus aligns with our focus um, and that we can actually become a solution and not just part of the equation. Yeah, that's 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 big right now. And, um, you know, I, you, you were saying, you know, like little keywords or little uh, phrases that aren't used, but I know that a lot of people are throwing around being nimble right now, right? Being able to switch and turn and move with the changes and being able to pick up things that uh, you weren't planning and make that part of the business plan. Now, uh, that's, um, you know, it's kind of like we're forced to do something like that right now, right? And uh, where it's coming up is is hard to say uh, where it's going to be sustainable going forward. There's another another uh, thrown around word, but it's it's true. It's like where are these things going to pick up and continue to move? Now, in the past and over the years, you've really specialized in a lot of like tooling operations, um, and and that word again is used in so many different ways depending upon the industry you're talking about. Um, you know, even something as close as uh, the CNC uses a tool on the end of the machine, but, the, you know, to cut, but that's not the type of tooling we're talking about when we're making fabrication for tooling. And so talk about that difference a little bit and, and, and where have you seen things evolved in 3D printing with on the tooling side and, and what are some of the strengths and, and uh, uh, where do you see the future of it going? Well, the, the tooling, I got to say, is... Uh all of these, the additive, any of the subtractive, uh, they're all tools in a toolbox to get a solution. Even CAD and reverse mm -hmm. engineering. Yeah. Uh, how do you go through and get this concept and boom, out, out the other end, you've got something that you know is solid and it's good. You can prove it. Mm -hmm. um, we've, been, we've been trying to apply a number of these uh, using additive to make tools for a lot of our secondary processes. So things like vacuum forming, rotational molding, just regular castings. Um, so forming, casting, uh, <laughs> modifications or, or, or anything. Uh, so a variety of different ways to be able to apply the additive technologies. But uh, we've, we've actually found a number of areas where people will come to us and they're, they're saying, hey, we need to get this piece made and it has to do this function but we've got a problem because everybody's stuck at home and we don't have the reason. Can you help mm -hmm. us? And we're like, yeah, well, yeah. The same guys that do the design of our tools and, and do the design of a number of our, our own inspection fixers and jigs and things like that are now getting pulled and applied to the point where we're actually designing the solution for the customer. Uh, they can take a look at it, say, that's exactly what I want. Great. Go for it. Uh, let's get that made. Um, and now we're, we're actually helping them take the problem, take the whole problem off their hands and deliver a solution. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's been something that uh, we're finding a lot of people enjoying. Um, the other part of it is uh, you see all this hype out there. Hey, we can 3D print this stuff. We can 3D print all these different uh, uh, components on demand instantly. We can pivot and, and make a new product overnight, um, which is great but there's still a lot of people that don't, don't quite understand where and how to apply that. Mm -hmm. um, so we've even been getting to the point of, of helping them find ways to apply the additive manufacturing to low volume solutions. Uh, so they're, they're getting more awareness that 3D printing or additive manufacturing is a viable, uh, uh, viable means to, to a solution. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they have the understanding of 
how to apply it, how to make it work for their area, what's going to happen if you're in extreme temperatures, what's going to happen, and what material do you need for this? Um, and in all sincerity, a lot of them just haven't seen that many applications because they've got a day-to-day job they have to do, whereas mm-hmm. we're yeah. living in it. Yeah. Um, so now we get to apply those different things for them and say, here you go, we're going to do this. Um, what do you think? Well, we still have to do this test, this test, this test. And we're like, okay, okay. And as long yeah. as we pass all that, we're good, right? So yeah, here you go. Here's your, here's your document with all your criteria. All right, let's do it. Um, we just, we end up implementing a solution for them. And it's, it's one of those that, that adds a lot of value to them because it opens up opportunities that they couldn't have done before or wouldn't have economically been able to do. And it allows us the ability to, um, to give another solution or something to, to a a customer that, uh, that we typically wouldn't have gotten that in depth with. Yeah, that's a specialized solution you're talking about. And that's very important. You know, uh, like you're saying, it gets very confusing out there, especially when people are reliant on softwares and they think that, that they know, okay, I could run this many iterations and I'll be able to pick the right thing because I understand simulation a little bit. Well, if you're not doing it every day, you know, and if you haven't seen it done a lot of times and, and fail or, or what happens inside the machine or, you know, there's so many things or something that go into being specialized in the everyday operation. And that's amazing that Metaflow that you could bring those kind of things to the, to the, uh, the industry, you know, um, there's so many people, like I said, out there that are maybe specialized in, in a certain side of it, but don't see the big picture. And uh, the big picture is, is a really important, uh, um, you know, aspect to bring to the game. There's just so much going on. And uh, if you haven't been working in it for a while, it's going to take you a while to get through it. So why not work with a partner like Metalflow and get things done a bit quicker? And so that prototype to production, you know, that's a big, um, you know, that's a big topic also where 3D printing has been going over the years. Obviously, mostly in the U.S., it definitely was uh, and is prototype, you know. Um, now we're seeing, you know, the, the word additive manufacturing, you know, has been about the production side of it and looking how you can repeatedly manufacture those parts and actually be using them instead of just the prototypes that are out there. So talk about that a little bit. What have you seen over the last 30 years in that whole game of everyone that's been going from the prototype side and then becoming more aware of production? We, uh, I mean, we, we saw a lot in the beginning, it was, you know, it was rapid prototyping. Yep. Right. It was a way to get it, get your design quickly in hours. And, and this laser would go. <laughs> you know, it was still cool to watch, but it was really slow at the time. Yeah. Um, now we've got to move in a lot faster. Um, but you were still able to prove out any geometry you wanted, yeah. even though all the geometry was still designed for production. Mm-hmm. So it was a DFM. Um, now we started learning that, hey, we can do any design that we want. We can put in any sort of features. We could use uh, variable wall thicknesses, stuff like that. Uh, so you start to see the additive side kind of veering off towards where you're getting more of the, the, the material utilization and pairing it to the design so that you get more functionality. Um, while at the same time, we were, we were doing stuff back long time ago, early 90s, uh, where we were actually using the casting technologies because the patterns were so fragile, you couldn't really use them for much more than visual concepts, mm-hmm. uh, but they would make perfect patterns. So we could we could duplicate the pieces into thermal set materials. Uh, now you've got 
well, back then I think it was hundreds, maybe thousands of materials. Now you've got tens of thousands, um, but you were able to get different materials which had properties which were much more known and understood. And we made pieces for, uh, um, believe it or not, back then, cellular station testing. No, that was big, yeah. The, yeah. Well, back at the point, yeah. yeah. Um, so the field engineers need to carry these things, but how many field engineers do you have testing base stations? Mm-hmm. So it was, again, pairing an application to a technology. Uh, yep. Good way to build these low-volume pieces, great. Um, now that we're getting to the point where we've got materials which are getting better, we can start getting to the point of producing them off the machine mm-hmm. um, because we're getting better repeatability and reliability. But there's still a, a little bit of question because you don't have the design confirmation uh, as, as far along. You don't have definitive guarantee that your window of, of, of deviation is tight enough for, for scale production to put parts in the field. Uh, but that doesn't mean there aren't a lot of applications that pieces need to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and a lot of this is, is manufacturing aids. So uh, um, production aids, uh, uh, ergonomical aids, inspection yeah. aids. So any your mechanicals, your, your manufacturing engineers, your quality engineers, all, all these guys have different areas where they need specialty components. And these systems can make them easily. And mm-hmm. the, the CAD in the very beginning was very slow. You had to buy a separate module to create an STL file. You had to have some, you know, big unigraphics or SGI box to be able to Spark design. Station. Spark Station was my first. DG <laughs> Spark Station. Yeah. That was like, whoa, you know, I've got power now. Anyhow, yeah. 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 Parametric modeling assemblies. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you got almost the same power in a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. true. Uh, yeah. Amazingly so, true. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you've got it to where more people can afford CAD access. Mm-hmm. Some of them are free mm-hmm. uh-huh. and you've got a lot more computing, computing power that can handle it. So the knowledge and ability to be able to integrate CAD into the program is a lot easier. Well, now you're just saying, well, great. We'll take these things. We'll, we'll marry them up and we'll export a different file and we'll build that. And there we go. Problem done. Uh, now you're starting to look at a variety of different areas and we're, we're coming at the, the biggest thing we're still battling now is materials, sure. material properties, repeatability, reliability uh, issues. Um, but for example, we did a, uh, we did a part for a customer that they wanted this, fixture that went on the production line, carried a bunch of parts down, made sure that everything got assembled right. Um, mm-hmm. The whole thing, it was relatively large. It was like almost $1,000 on, on FDM to build one. But they came back. They said, this worked out great. We want to get 100 of them. We said, that was a pretty expensive part to be getting 100 of. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and we, we said, hey, what, let's, let's look at the criteria. We know what you want to use it for, but what does it really need to do? You know, where are your inspection criteria, your dimensional restrictions, which are material strength re- restrictions. And we said, well, we could probably make this out of a uh, uh, Kydex or something, a uh, vacuum forming material. Yeah. And they said, sure. What's that going to cost? And literally it was one, one fifth of the cost. Yep. Uh, so yep. they're like, you can do that for that much and even less delivery. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you're talking with us. <laughs> yeah. So it, here we wind up giving them a, a great solution 
Um, and if they want more, they come back. We still got the tool. We just put on and, and, and pull down more pieces. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's trying to work with them to get that understanding of what, what's it really have to do and what are the criticals. Mm-hmm. And then let us try and suggest some options and, and kick them back. Tell us, no, those won't work. That's not going to happen. And we need this or we need that. And, and collectively, we're going to come to a more advanced solution right. just by asking. If you, no, that's, um, a, that's a customer forward approach. Obviously, you want the feedback the whole way to make sure that you're addressing the right problem. Because if you're just trying to tell them this will work for you, but you didn't hear why it works from them, from them then you're kind of lost there in that uh, customer relationship. That's big. I wanted to ask you, you brought up something in the middle of there too. Um, there, we were touching on it and it was a, a thought in my head. I know you're a, we're all a pretty big students of the STL file, right? Um, what's your opinion now, STL to Voxel? What do you see, you know, strengths, weaknesses? What do you think about that, that whole trend right now? I, I like the Voxel opportunity. You, you definitely have some ability to get some more control. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got to say, I, I would like to see us get to the point where we're going straight from the CAD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I understand why the STL exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were dealing with uh, 286 at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had eight digits and you need three extra for the file name. So STL worked. Uh, it, but yeah. you had to get it manageable in size. Now that's not so much the problem. Yeah. So how can we keep it as true to the original intended design as possible? Um, the voxel is nice. It gives us one degree of more control. The AMF file format is another yep. uh, media to get that control. The three MF file formats. And so we've got these different ways, but ultimately we're all, we're, we're going to serve the customer best if we don't have to do a conversion of their data. Um, yeah. Big time. Yeah, it, we have to go through for a lot of people, a lot of our customers, uh, and we have to prove that the original file they gave us, the conversions that we went through, and the end output did not deviate beyond yeah. a given yeah. set amount. Um, which, in all sincerity, it's not that we can't do that, but it's a lot of additional legwork. It's a lot of additional time and, and labor that winds up becoming costs that aren't necessarily adding value to the end product. Bingo. They're, yeah. Yeah. It's confirming that it meets what's intended, but if we could, if we could get rid of those value limiting or value detracting steps, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's one more process to take out of the way. And it seems like it's getting there. There's a lot of ideas how to get there, but it hasn't quite uh, taken the STL file out of the equation yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of, uh, good insight there, you know, cause it's, it is, it's, it's the power of to take that extra operation out of the way. That's a lot of what 3d printing and additive manufacturing could do when it's valuable. Uh, so the taking that one more extra step in that design process, uh, it does mean one extra step. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. deviation analysis, it's done what with mostly with toolings, mostly with software simulation. Um, you know, you probably use a lot of, uh, coordinate measurement machines to figure out what's happening with the part afterwards, or even a CT scan to check what's going on internally with some of the parts. 
there's so many ways, but those are all extra steps that if they're not needed, um, you know, depending upon the process, you can get away with some different things. So always looking to improve, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of great things out there that are leaning in that direction for the print itself, uh, but haven't actually established a, a, a game winner yet that's actually changing the whole process and making it quicker. So um, looking yeah. forward to that kind of working itself out too. Yeah. We've seen a lot of improvements. I'm I'm sure somebody's going to come up with a way to do it, and yep. you know I'll, I'll be more than happy to adopt it and, and bring it in and yeah. <laughs> test it, prove it, break chance. it, break it, give it back, tell them what to do next. <laughs> That's part of it, man. That's a you know, this used to always happen to me when uh, when I worked at Pharaoh. It was a lot of testing for the software. They're like, always get Adam in there. He'll break it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's important to get somebody that could break it. Otherwise, uh, you don't learn from it and learn where you can fix exactly. and improve. So anyhow, yep. uh, good stuff. Good stuff. I know we've talked a lot about the importance of uh, industry education and collaboration. And that's a lot of what, uh, you know, these groups that uh, we're involved in do in the industry. And uh, what have you, if you have any impressions of what's been happening, you know, since this change, I think there's, like we said, a lot more collaboration. And are there any things coming up? Like, is there any a lot of plans uh, that you see that are starting to unfold with this collaboration efforts going on? Um. From from what I'm seeing, just watching different things, um, I mean, I'm seeing tons of people collaborating on activities for uh, uh, for PPE, mm-hmm. um, and I think that collaboration is bringing to light some of the, the the problems and the issues that we've had to deal with. Not not just the fact that we're uh, uh, distanced, but but for example. Um, the, uh, the FDA went through, uh, I think it was a EUA, uh, emergency use authorization. So great. Now you can produce parts, uh, for medical use as long as this situation exists, but the second that situation is gone, mm. you can no longer, yeah, it's uh, another barrier put back in place. Yeah. 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 But, but it's one of those that they've obviously come to the realization that, Hey, We've got a solution here. We need to be able to find out how to get it, how to get it in action. Um, and, and so we're starting to see some of these things that typically, you know, when casual economy, good, everybody's doing well, you don't worry about it. Mm. But you get to a crisis situation and next thing you know, it's like, wait a second, we need to fix this. And, and how far do we go along? Uh, and, and we're seeing some of those come out. If we can get them fixed and we can get ways to get around that, um, we're all going to benefit. Um, technology will advance and, and we'll have better solutions. Um, and hopefully the next time something like this happens, hopefully it doesn't, but right. uh, if something like this happens, uh, we'll be more prepared to take action and, and implement solutions. Um, and then we'll find the next level that needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's always on to the next one. No, I, I think that is a big, a good point. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening now uh, with the, the pandemic where things are a little bit more open or quicker to be released. However, you know, there's always that balance of, you know, where's the safety versus doing it quick. You know, it's, it's, there's gotta be, you know, some sort of uh, gate into releasing things to the public at certain times. However, 
we've seemed to found a quicker way of doing it. And uh, hopefully that will kind of uh, be, uh, let's meet somewhere in the middle going forward or something like that, you know, because sometimes you are uh, held up by certain things that are getting in the way of a process that uh, it's out of your hands. And uh, I've seen that over the last few months, uh, a lot of things have come to market a lot quicker than they, than they did in the past. And, and hopefully those kind of trends will continue where they can because uh, it's another thing to open up a lot more applications happening and things just coming to market a lot quicker that people could use out there. You know, there's, there's a lot of need in the market right now for the health and safety. So um, it's, it's good to see that as being the biggest part of it. You know, that's, that's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I, as, as much as I hate to see it happen, there's been a lot of people who've been on furloughed or the, mm. the unemployment and things like that, but we're, we're not talking people that aren't knowledgeable and intelligent individuals. So we're also starting to see uh, ideas, concepts, potential solutions coming out that typically wouldn't come out uh, because there wasn't time for it. Now the issue is we're dealing with a much broader spectrum of people. Are these solutions that through additive manufacturing could materialize into uh, uh, available products because the investment in tooling and a manufacturing floor and an assembly line and all the other large scale items uh, don't have to be there. Mm. So get it onto the web, get it onto meetings and things like this where you can expose a, a product that has a specific niche need um, and now get that demand met even on an ongoing basis. Um, are we going to see a whole bunch of new startups uh, evolving that have products which will be market niches uh, or focused on some sort of demographic or micro chasm of, uh, of, of a culture uh, that could take advantage of and want something like that. And maybe there's ways to improve people's, people's lifestyles with, uh, with specialty components. Yeah, no, that's the big thing. That's, that's again, why I get up in the morning and, and, and I'm happy with a lot of things that are going on in the industry because it, it does count, come down. I used to say I like doing this because I like getting involved in all the applications. And that's part of it. But just recently, it was a recent phone call. All of a sudden, I was like an epiphany going, it, I like seeing what helps people. There's, you know, I think that's really it. You know, I was like, wow, what, what, a, what an amazing thing to, to realize is it's really that I like to see the solutions that help society, help people improve. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm involved in an industry that provides that or can provide that with the right resources. So, again, looking at the bright side, you know, there's a lot of negativity to focus on if you want to, but there's a lot of good things that are happening, a lot of hope in the industry that you could find with manufacturing. So, well, you know. Yeah. It's been great. Uh, Carl, thanks for being here today. Anything additional you'd like to add? It's been great talking with you. Oh, well, again, it's been great catching up with you. I look forward to getting the chance to get out and see everybody in person. Uh, yeah. Until then, we're going to keep going and taking care of everybody we can here uh, at Metal Flow and seeing how we can apply the best technology or the best solution to their needs. And uh, again, work with them through the point of asking a number of questions. We'd love to be able to boil that down to something we can put on our website. Webpage, uh, <laughs> and that we that webpage is we can put that in the description uh, here. Uh, sorry, uh, metalflow.com. M e t l f l o dot com. Perfect. Yeah, we'll include that yeah. in this conversation. So no, yeah, no, appreciate you being here again, Carl. And, and uh, let's keep in touch. I'd like to check in a little bit further down the road and see how things are going. But again, thank you very much, Carl. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Adam. You take care. Of